Welcome back, everybody, to another wonderful episode of The Careful Boys. We have with us the cash flow doctor, Eric. Eric, can you get And as a bonus, we got Chris Sosa over there. Hey! Yo. What up, what up? Okay, Eric, speaking as a financial expert, and I hope it's not too late for me to be asking this, but with the recession and everything, what do we do? Man, and what is a recession? How are we gonna make it? And what is really happening right now? That's a great question, are we? Yeah, are we in one? How do we know? Well, according to the Fed, you know, not really, but yeah, we are. I feel like every year they say we're in a fucking recession. Yeah. Is that true? So let, let's first talk about what the technical definition of a recession is. So technical def definition of it is two consecutive quarters where you have constrained GDP growth. Instead of it going positive, it's going negative for two quarters. So quarter two of 2022, that were in 2022, mm. had a loss and they're predicting that the upcoming quarter, quarter three, is gonna be a loss as well because of inflation and all this stuff. What about quarter one, is that a growth or a Quarter one was actually, if, if I recall correctly, I think it was like flat. So we're, we're oh. on the verge oh. of recession. So, so we, we just, need a third quarter to figure out which direction is going. So that's, that's the technical definition, but the challenge with that is the, the it depends on how you look at it from either quarterly or monthly. Mm. Because you might have had, let's say, January and February, the GDP technically during those months were up, and then the last month was down, right? So if you're doing it from quarter to quarter perspective, your variation might shift. So there's there's two sides. If you have the technical side, and that's what all the news pundits are talking about, but that's not entirely accurate. We want to look at it from a monthly perspective. Now, from a from a general like macroeconomic side of things, I personally feel, and like a lot of other economists feel, like we've been we've already been in a recession for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the whole nature of this whole two quarters in a row, reduced GDP growth, are we officially in a recession? Are we starting it now? I think we've already had it, and we've already been inside of it, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know if that answers that question, but I. A we lot of us feel this. Yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They've, been, they've been lying. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so they told us it was retract, like what was it? Like it, it was transitional, like the, the, the inflation's not a thing. Like it just trans you just print money, it's trans transitory. 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 transitory inflation. Yeah. So that's that's a second facet of it, which is kind of dynamic. And it, the, our situation right now is very different than previous recessions. So I've been an entrepreneur and I lost everything in the 2001 recession, I lost everything in the 2008 recession, so I've lived through a couple of these, and mm. you know, uh, I kind of have a little skin under my teeth from like these different recessions, right? But like this one's a little bit different from those previous two, mm. right? The first one in 2001 was when you had the dot-com bubble. It imploded, 9-11 happened, a whole bunch of things happened, and it caused this whole recession to happen. And then 2008 was different, that was the whole mortgage crisis. Mm. Mm, where they're providing yeah. loans to people that didn't qualify for that's the big short qualify right? for loans right and then you had these big financial companies really going under this one's very different especially with inflation right now so we right now we feel inflation is high and we believe inflation is high because gas is high rents high the rent's too damn high skull fucking pizzas 50 yeah. cents more <laughs> the chicken bake is now 4.99 oh yeah criminal man man but arizona iced tea 129, right? Is it 129? It went up? Yeah. Even though it says 99 cents on the bottle or the can. No They way. are staunch defenders of wow. inflation. Oh, I thought that that stuck to a dollar. That's a bad sign. Or maybe it's just the Chinese that's markets. That's how we know for yeah. sure. <laughs> but but there, there are challenges, right? This is not our traditional inflation. We have this huge amount of money that was printed two years ago in 2020. Mm. And then on top of that too, there is some transitory issues. Our supply chain is still disrupted because of COVID. Mm. 
gas prices did spike and they are starting to come back down again. Thank goodness. Which is really nice. Come back down to fucking six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it makes six dollars make good make it look good. Like oh yes, for six dollars, amazing. Are they right? coming back down because of is that good news or are they coming back down because of something bad that they're doing? Like are they just printing more money or? You know, there's this is a very complex situation, and the challenge with it is is us as humans we want to simplify things. Mm. So sometimes people have conspiracy theories. Sometimes we listen to news folks that try to boil this complex situation down into Biden or Trump or whatever. And you Putin. can't really do it. Putin, right? You really can't do that. It's super complicated. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. we have. We have food issues and food supply chain issues. And some people have this conspiracy theory, oh, they're burning down these food supply things to create cause scarcity hunger and cause scarcity. Yeah. But the reality is like in global markets right now, we have a very tight supply chain. And what we've realized is we've, we've lived in this what we call just-in-time model of production. Thanks to Toyota. Thanks, Toyota. Yeah, Toyota Thanks created it. Us over. And the challenge with that is it's a very lean production model, which in bull market times is good because you're running as lean as possible, maximizing profit margins. You're only producing things when you need it. But the problem is if one little cog breaks in that system, you're fucked, mm. right? So we're seeing it in automotive. One little company that makes a chip disrupts the entire Porsche production, mm -hmm. right? And, and you see it in the food space and the, the food side of things. You, you have Ukraine, which is the biggest breadbasket of Europe. They can't ship their grain out because of what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. And Russia recently signed a, an agreement that allowed Ukraine to expo finally export their grain, and then Russia, the next day, they bombed the port, right? Oh. So we have these issues, and the challenge with it is like, Damn. technically the world is making more food than the entire world can consume. So from a global perspective, you're like, how, how's this one country fucking us all up? But the challenge is you have to remember like, Supply chain is very fragile right now. Like if you had grain in the US and we're one of the biggest exporters of grain, it's very hard for us to ship grain overseas. And when we do that, instead of like countries like countries inside of Africa being able to get it from local areas and they have this small shipping cost. Now if they bring it in from the US, you have to add in the shipping, you have to add in the profit mm -hmm. margin, you have to add in all these things. It causes food costs to go up. So you have this like this compounding thing. And the challenge that we have is, as Americans, we see things from a, a, a perspective of, this is just happening in America, so it's Biden or Trump or it's mm. whatever the news is saying it is. Yeah. But this is a global it's Fauci. Fauci. <laughs> Fauci in his yeah. mask. Fucking yeah. Fauci. He's about to retire. He's about to just like finish it up after this after this turn. His mic drop was the recession, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, all this shit, man. Fucking Fauci. He's like, Fauci and I'm ouchie. Fauci and I'm ouchie. Fauci's ouchie. As regular citizens, Seeing all this happen, yeah. what can we do to stay afloat? Like, is there any? Yeah. So I, I honestly think there's just two ways to look look at it. And we were chatting about this earlier, right? We have this, we have this kind of like um, conundrum of thrift. So here's kind of the thing. Normally, when we hear the word recession, it strikes fear into a lot of folks. So you're starting to see. And I, I see it as an accountant. We work with a lot of enterprise level companies. We work with a lot of NFT companies, all this stuff. The moment the word recession was spit out, everyone stopped hiring. Everyone stopped expanding. Everyone stopped trying to build things because they're like, we just need to tighten up the ropes, right? So that's normally what's gonna happen is all of us feel concerned that we need to save more money just in case for the rainy day. And that is important to do, but there is this conundrum of thrift because in the US, 
the whole idea of the, 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 the recession is based on what we call two quarters of gross domestic product or GDP. And GDP is the US, the vast majority of GDP is produced through consumption. So if we as Americans save and we don't spend, what does that do to our gross uh, domestic? It product? keeps going down. It keeps yeah, going down, down, right? Thank you, teacher. Right, and then <laughs> yeah, I was crazy. gonna say it first. Yeah, they right. paid attention. <laughs> economics, so proud of you, so proud yeah, of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, if you think of it, right, like it creates this, like this, 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 this cycle, where people are spending less, and then that means companies are like, shit, we need to make less stuff, mm -hmm. and oh, we don't need as much payroll, so let's let people go, mm. and then now there's less people that's able to consume, and it creates this, this cycle. Right, so from at least from my perspective, I think it's very important for all of us to to look at paying down consumer debt, mm. to look at purchasing items that are essential to our household. What's consumer debt? Just like all of our own credit cards, pay our own credit cards off? If you can, right? Like, or or at least cut down on expenditures that are non-essential, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, it's like the more liquid capital you have the better off you'll be. And I work with a lot of investors too, and right now I'm telling a lot of the investors that are in our, our, our practice, this is a really good time to just stack cash, even though it may constrain the recovery, because what's gonna happen is as the recession goes on, people are gonna fire sale assets, and it's a great way of investing back into the market, right? And, and a lot of wealth is created in recessions. And this is a normal thing. Like the, the reality is in the economy, we have booms and we have busts. This is very, normal right these are cyclical things that happen mm. so the more we can prepare ourselves and just at least understand the risks that are out there like i wouldn't be in a position of taking larger risks without doing more research right for example mm -hmm. like i'm still like in my company i'm still expanding i'm still hiring because i see there's a lot of need for the tax and accounting side of things but in general terms like for most folks a lot of the folks that might be listening into this uh, i would highly recommend to start thinking about spending less on things that you don't really need, right? Still live life, still enjoy life, still do your things. But like if you're deciding on buying a, a $4,000 Louis Vuitton bag, when you don't really need a Louis Vuitton bag, maybe hold into that cash for a little bit longer. Just smash and grab. <laughs> like whatever that's, that's it. <laughs> we'll just do that. <laughs> in California, you're not gonna get in trouble for it. Yeah, they'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. Think we're seeing that behavior too, because I think Netflix just announced they lost a million subscribers. Yeah, it's huge. So I think people are kind of like checking their own uh, where they're spending their money, and then like, oh, maybe I don't need like twenty things. Maybe I only like Hulu or Amazon Prime mm -hmm. or whatever. So I think. Yo, I've been spending bread on these subscriptions. <laughs> How yeah. much? If you just add them all up, yo, at it's least more than like cable over, TV. over two hundred on on subscriptions, yo. I mean, I got all of them, bro. I got Netflix, <laughs> you Pornhub Premium, YouTube, yeah. huh? Pornhub Premium and OnlyFans. Pornhub Premium? No, I don't have. I don't have any of those. Those accounts, my G. But yeah, yo. Yeah, three IPs can sign it at the same time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yo. But yeah, canceling. I mean, just looking at those alone, and then even like oh, food, eating out. Oh my gosh, the worst. Eating out will get you. So you said you were. But that's a need for me. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Pornhub Premium. Oh, both. It's a, it's a life. It's a, it's a life force. Yeah, like, watching yeah. Pornhub at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, the best. So you said, having been through the 2001 yeah. and the 2008, do you feel like this one we're currently in is comparatively worse, or is it not as bad? I think it's a little bit worse. 
I was um, hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> Why do you think it's a word? Oh, why? Fucking Fauci, man. I think, like, like, let's use the word worse in a subjective framing. Let's give a little bit more context to this, right? Like, the challenges that we have now are a multitude of things. We, we're living in a much more globally interconnected society, right? Like, where people are realizing, even, even England, they're realizing the whole concept of nationalization and doing the Brexit was fucked up. It didn't work for them. It's costing them about 42 or 45 billion dollars for that one decision. I didn't we're, even know that. We're very interconnected mm -hmm. as a society where in 2008, 2001, we weren't as much, mm -hmm. right? So they, they always say when America sneezes, the world catches a cold, mm -hmm. right? So we are, we do have a set of global challenges that are very different. And in terms of the recession, we're looking at things more than just economics right now. If we're looking at food shortages around the world, especially in these rural countries, what do you think led on this onset of terrorism and people wanting to attack all these other countries? It was hunger, lack of opportunity, all these things. And we're starting to get into this macroeconomic situation where these countries are again going to be facing lack of food, mm. have hunger, starvation, Resources. all these things. Mm, yeah. People are going to get mad again. Right. It's going to cause like a, a rise in potentially terrorism or instability globally. So in terms of the, the recession, like I kind of feel like we can recover, you know, get out of it in 12 to 18 months. It's typically the average of a, of a lengthy recession, 12 to 18 months to kind of get out of it and start recovering again. But I think we're gonna have a lot of other global issues that are gonna come from this particular thing and all from COVID and Fauci and all, who would have known that like, <laughs> this Fucking fragile Fauci, supply yeah. chain who would have known that this the fragile supply chain that we have to maximize profits? And I love capitalism, like I'm an entrepreneur, but that the capitalist system that we've built has been very fragile. We've been focused purely on maximizing profit without creating sustainability. And it's gonna fuck us up, right? Mm. We're gonna have to grow out of this and figure this out. Wow. It definitely, def definitely doesn't feel like we're on the up and up with things, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you saying this isn't really a surprise? It's like the last, like, Couple years, things have just, I mean, I mean, especially dealing with this pandemic, so definitely it doesn't feel like we, we're, this is gonna come out all sunshines and rainbows and stuff. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. so every like, restaurant oh. you drive by, it's like now hiring, now hiring, yeah. now hiring. And it's like, dude, I didn't know that there's all these jobs that couldn't be filled. Which is weird because in a recession, you think there's not enough jobs. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, there's a, so many places. Yeah. I saw a fucking Burger King. It was like, we'll give you a sign-on bonus and this. And I was like, for Burger King, dude? Makes me want to go work. Yeah. Right. Dude, yeah. King Taco has like a, what's like a $15 an hour starting? Yeah. Damn. King Taco <laughs> and benefits. Yeah. It's just like what uh, Andy Nguyen was saying about how he couldn't get after staffed enough because people didn't want to work. So shout out to everybody who is still working a yeah. job that they don't have to do. Respect for that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it, we definitely have a very unique global macroeconomic situation. So for those of you guys listening in, I think the biggest things to kind of start thinking about now is maybe put off luxury purchases. Maybe mm. start considering paying down credit card debt so you don't have this like ongoing debt, right? Because as they start raising interest rates, the credit card debt is also going to go up because usually it's mm -hmm. prime rate plus a percentage, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you have that under control. Start making sure you have some rainy day funds set aside. Mm -hmm. Have some extra liquid cash. Right. So if something was to happen, if you got laid off or whatever, you have some capital to get you through. Yeah. The challenge is most people live paycheck to paycheck, 
because again, we have this consumerist consumption society. Yeah. I mean, I have Amazon boxes that show up at my house all the time, and I'm like, do I really need this whatever it is I ordered? Yeah, Sometimes. Yeah. Probably. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a good deal. Every time I buy anything on Amazon, because I'm a person of convenience, I always get three. Right? At least. Wow. <laughs> so he gets three tires. He gets three <laughs> tires. Three tires. <laughs> Even though you need four. Yeah. He gets three. No, three. cut it down. I'm, you know? I'm, I'm like, I need batteries. And then I don't even go look at my battery box, see my batteries. I just order three of them. And it comes in, I'm like, all right, cool, got my batteries. And then when I go put them away, I see that I already had a stack of fucking three batteries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when the world comes to an end, we're all going to Bart's house. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. Dude, eight of everything. But all of them are probably expired already, so I'm not even using them. I just keep adding new ones on top. Even your gun safe. Don't be that big. You know what's a funny, a weird uh, paradox, too, is that you start to reclassify which things are luxury. Right. And like things that you got used to during the pandemic, like ordering food is now a luxury, which is yeah. odd. Cause yeah. it's like, I got so used to Postmating, but actually that costs way more. Postmates ruined the economy, I think. Right. Yeah, I it think jacked me up. You said it was great, but I think it's mostly Postmates. Yeah, my personal economy. Uber, Lyft, all the <laughs> Dude, every yeah. day. During COVID though, I feel like uh, Postmate, Postmating so much was kind of justified, right? Because you're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to interact with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is the safest way. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> the and then Jill's at home yelling at me like, do you really need to spend 15 bucks on boba? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do. Because my mental health is just as important as physical health. You don't want to go out and expose yourself. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You gotta stay in the house. <laughs> mental health? <laughs> That's what they tell me. Yeah. So. That's what Fauci said. So you don't know, you don't know shit. Get Fauci out of here. Fauci was saying, use Postmates. That's what he was saying. So there's this one part of economic theory from, so there's this famous economist called Keynesian. That's his last name. And he has this one part of his theory called the animal spirit. And you're like, what does animal spirit have to do with economics? But that's all about the psychology of it, right? When people are in fear or when they're in greed dictates the, the, or the, the length of how long it takes to recover from something. So the moment the, the word recession gets spitted around, everyone is in fear and everyone's constraining. Mm. So until there is a situation or there is like a, some sort of a trend where people feel confident again, we're gonna keep going down a rabbit hole or a stagnation of, oh, of right. growth. Right, so, so the people need to feel like stable or something before yeah. it starts going back up. Yeah. And that's that's a challenge that we've had ever since COVID. Fuck the technology. Like the, the the challenge with that is like we've been in very unstable times for the last I don't know four years. Yeah. Between the last administration, this administration, both administrations not knowing what's going on, the economic situation, COVID, yeah. do we wear masks, do we get vaccines, all these different things. It's created this level of instability or inherent fear that also dictates and determines how people spend and how they consume. Right, so a lot of things beyond just the printing of money, a lot of a lot of things beyond just the supply chain. Mm. Right, it's like this human dynamic, which yeah. is crazy. What do you think about investments right now? You know, people they're like, right now is the cheapest time to buy stocks, crypto, real estate, whatever. You think like in a recession is a good time to start buying some things because they are like at the lowest. I mean, the, the, the idea or the notion that we're at the lowest is very subjective. Like, mm. and again, not financial advice. Do your own mm. research. Um, but I've, I've spoken to and I've interacted with a, a couple of very wealthy folks, even a couple of billionaires, and they're all just sitting with dry powder on the side to buy in. Because they're like, it's not the lowest yet. It's not the lowest wow. yet. Wow. Right? We still have a lot of things that need to happen. We've had a market that's done very well in the last couple of years, including because of all this growth of the money supply. 
that needs to have a correction, that needs to have a calming down. Again, it's that, that boom and bust cycle. So we're probably somewhere in the middle of the halfway down to the bust cycle. Mm. That's mm. what I was going to ask is like the last one, it was clear, the last recession, because everyone, there was a domino effect and the stock market tank. And then like where a lot of the homes went like, you know, foreclosed and stuff. And then people lost jobs. And then like, because I was a graduate in 2009 and I couldn't get a job anywhere because no, like all the places that were hiring, it was taken over by overqualified dudes that got laid off of their jobs. So they were doing the entry level college yeah. kid jobs. Some dude at my, so my dad's a, a car dealer at Commerce Casino. A dude with a PhD applied to be a dealer during that time. I probably be, probably because it was an anthropology PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. <laughs> my dad was laughing at him. He was like, man, I fucking came here to contain him. We got the same job. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah.